Hey, hey, it's Totally Tori, where no dream is too big, and we inspire you to run after that dream. Totally Tori's tips to the top. Hello, hello, everyone. It's Totally Tori here. We are back this week with an interview with Danny Pine out of Canada. Before we dive in, if you have not already hit subscribe to the podcast, please do so now. If you can leave us a five-star review, I would love it, love it, love it. We can get this out worldwide. And if you find value in today's episode, go ahead and tag me over on Instagram at Totally Tori Armstrong and Facebook at Tori Armstrong. All right, you guys, let's dive in. This leader is absolutely incredible. I've watched her just transition into the most beautiful butterfly incredible leader and she has so much to give to share with you today she is the first social selling team elite out of Canada team elite top 1% of our company so let's dive in let's hear from Danny Pine and let's go ahead and get started with you guys all right tonight we have an interview with the Danny Pine she is the first social selling team elite in Canada and we're gonna hear her story so Let's kick it off. Uh, Danny, I'm going to throw it over to you. If you can tell us a little bit what you did before network marketing, how you got involved, like what made you decide to get started? Okay, we're going to have probably a little friend here for this, but we're going to roll with it. I've always been a crazy cat lady. That will never change. Um, so before New Skin, I actually for 10 years was an educational assistant. So I worked for the school board back in London where I am from. Um, and then I met my now husband, um, of course, the year that I got permanent status with the school board. I met him. He lived about two and a half hours away. I ended up following him, which no one thought I would do because I'm a creature of habit. I do not like change. No one ever thought I would leave good old London, Ontario. And I moved about three hours away to Port Colburn. Um, we got married and I actually opened up a home daycare. I thought to myself, you know what? I have always dreamt of being uh, that very present mom. I did not want to have to go to work um, a nine to five to basically put my child in daycare to be raised by someone else. That was just never the, the dream for me. So I thought if I open a home daycare, then when I have children, I can just be the one to take care of them all day. Um, so I did that. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't my calling. It wasn't something that filled my cup every day. I kind of just did it to do it. I did not love it by any means. Um, and then I was approached to try this amazing whitening toothpaste when I was pregnant. I tried it. I loved it. It helped with my sensitivities and I got hooked on a lot of the products, but I still was that person that said no to this opportunity for 18 months, a year and a half. I said, no, no, no. Um, and it's not because I didn't need it. I actually needed this more than a lot of people probably needed it. Um, it was just something in my head telling me, you know, I don't want people to judge me. I don't know what I'm doing. What if I fail? What if I succeed? I don't know anything about direct sales, about network marketing. And so I said no for a very long time. And um, it wasn't until COVID hit um, and I had to shut down my home daycare after taking a very um, non-fulfilling mat leave. I was not paid very well on mat leave because I had my own business and I opened my daycare earlier than I, I anticipated just to start making some money again and then the world shut down and I had to shut the daycare down and again I wasn't bringing in any money and as a new mom um, and a wife I just felt very I was embarrassed. I felt like I was a failure. I was a loser. I wasn't someone that, you know, my son was going to look up to. 
And I felt like it was my fault that um, financially we were really, really struggling. So we actually got to the point where we had to put our house up for sale. Um, We were looking at two bedroom apartments, anything just to get us by. And I thought to myself, you know what, like get out of your own head, give this a try. You don't know until you give it a try and it's free. So why am I not giving it a try? And looking back, I'm very angry at myself that I wasted that year and a half struggling um, when I could have changed my family's life much, much earlier. Wow, 18 months too. I have so many people like, they share it once, they think they're done, they're never gonna do it again, and you just don't know how many people actually truly need it. And so I love hearing that part of your story because look at you now, you kept that house, you've made it to the top, and um, I'm so proud of you. So tell us, how have you grown over the journey? How have you invested in yourself over the journey? And what do you, what do you do differently? What does that look like for you? So like I said, I was someone that never, um, I didn't like change. I literally would have stayed doing that home daycare that I woke up every morning and I'm not gonna lie, I loved the children, like I love kids. So that part was great, but I just knew it wasn't what I was meant to do, but I would have stayed in that job for the rest of my life if it meant not having to do something different because I just get really nervous with change. Um, But now my favorite quote ever is everything you've ever wanted is one step outside your comfort zone. And that couldn't be more true because everything about new skin and direct sales, I'm telling you guys, it is not my niche. It's not what I ever, like my brother still says, it baffles my mind how successful you've been in this because it's just not you. He's like, you could have put 30 people in a lineup and said like, which one would not do this? And I would have said you first and foremost, because it's just, it's not something that I ever dreamt of for myself. But if you don't try something new, you just will never know. So why not just try it again? We always say with new skin, and this is what I always tell people that are maybe on the fence, um, is that we, we are different than other companies because you know, you don't have to invest any money in it right away. I didn't have anything to invest. So um, that was a big, big thing for me. Um, I've also always said that I am not a natural born leader. Um, and through listening to podcasts, which is I'm getting, I'm just getting so much better at my PD. Tori can attest to the fact that I was a tough one to crack when it came to PD and not thinking I needed it. I, I need it more than anyone. I always say I need Jesus more than anyone. And um, PD has actually helped me so much, but I needed to find the ones that I truly loved, right? I needed to find the things that I really loved. Um, but my leadership skills, I feel like, are, are the thing that have become so much more prominent in just the way I present myself every day, the way I wake up every day. Um, I don't believe that people are like just born leaders. I truly think it's something you develop within you. And I, I had to develop that. I remember when I was younger, I never wanted to play like individual sports. I always wanted to play team sports because that was also something that scared me being on my own. I always thought, okay, well, you know, if I'm on a baseball team and we lose, we all lose. It's not just me that loses. Right. But now, um, you know, leading such a large organization, I've had to develop those leadership skills and become confident in my abilities that I am able to lead 
an incredible team and help all these amazing women because it can feel like a lot is, you know, on your shoulders, but I take pride in that. And I just know now because the business has changed my life so drastically that it is my due diligence to share it with other people and to help change other people's lives too. Um, so just being brave, I, I've never called myself brave before. Um, and I definitely can say that I feel brave now, even something like talking on stage in Utah. That is a big thing for me, being quite the introvert, getting up there. Um, I think this will be like my fifth or sixth time and you guys, I'm still scared to do it. Like I still have that pit in the bottom of my stomach, but I know that it's so, so worth it. Um, and then, you know, masterminds, those are something also that I didn't feel like I needed to do them before. And now like I will be the first one to sign up for a Cortland course. Like the, for, like you, you say Cortland, I'm there. And I used to be the one that was like, oh, I feel like I just kind of have to do it to like show I'm there. Now I'm there and I am invested. It's like Matt, take Landry. Like I want to be tunnel vision and focused on this because I see what happens during those masterminds. And that's not even just, you know, the one that, um, that the company offers us to do that I need and actually set up for us. Even just masterminding with sideline teams is absolutely so beneficial to your business learning things from other people but again that's something that i i didn't really like doing before because i i feel like i didn't think i was like worthy enough of being in those groups and being in those people's company um but because i you know started to develop more confidence i feel like i can bring something to the table too in those kind of masterminds yes you are like the perfect example of the caterpillar in the cocoon that blossoms into the beautiful butterfly. So I love that you have grown into this amazing leader and you are so brave. And when you say that about speaking on stage, it's funny to hear that because when we see you, it's just like, she's such a natural, she's incredible at this. So um, thank you for all you give to the team. It's absolutely incredible. And for you being brave, and a lot of times to be brave, it has to be something to push us. And I know how much you love your son and your family and that why is really what pushes you outside your comfort zone and that if you can figure out what that why is that's what's going to keep you going to the next step always um so tell me do you have three specific habits that you've kind of formed over time since you started the business yeah so when i first started like i said i was running that home daycare that was 11 to 12 hour days so a lot of times people will that you know i mean the number one excuse people will give us, and I did this too, was I'm too busy. I don't have time. So I really had to learn how to time block. That was like my biggest thing um, in order to have success with with this business was time blocking. So I knew that the day that was ahead of me with the daycare, I had it down to a science. So like what time the kids were arriving, like what time Landry would be up first in the morning. Um, what time we had first snack, what time we had lunch, what time we had nap time, what time we had afternoon snack. And every single time that there was even 10, 15 minutes, um, where those kids were occupied and I didn't need to be, you know, they were, they were in their little chairs or they were in their play pens. I knew exactly what I was going to be doing during those times. That was huge for me. I could not waste time, you know, getting my phone out being like, okay, who am I going to ask for shout outs from right now? Or who am I going to share the business with? No, it was all planned. So, um, I do definitely stress being organized because again, 
we all have 24 hours in a day, but how are you choosing to spend those 24 hours? That is the biggest thing for me. Um, there are days where, you know, I will go to bed at night and be like, I could have done more today. Like I definitely could have done more today, but now I know for tomorrow, again, to just time block those, those windows of opportunity I have and get stuff done. Because when I go to bed not feeling accomplished, you know, I'm not gonna wake up the next morning with that like pizzazz that I want. So going to bed knowing you put it all on the table that day, you did everything you could, waking up the next morning and starting again, but again, having that plan in place. Um, and then habit stacking is a huge one too. I had no clue what that was before I started with new skin, but habit stacking is a huge one. So even like right now, um, I have committed to myself to walk on that treadmill an hour every single day. Tori will hear I'll be like puffing and popping when I'm voice clipping her. Um, but during that time where I'm on the treadmill, that's when I do my personal development. So that's when I'm listening to podcasts or listening to an audible or watching maybe like a training that I didn't get to watch from the day before or rewatching a training. Like if you guys have seen the Kathy training, it was freaking incredible. And I, I watched that three times now because I'll do it while I'm, while I'm on the treadmill. So not only am I, you know, fueling my body getting that physical health and I'm also fueling my mind um, and that was even a big thing back in the daycare as well those days I had to have it stacked so I had to know you know while those kids were napping bam if I did have a new um, a new business partner I would get on the call with them even for 20 you know 25 minutes pop on um, start them up do a welcome call but that's so, so important too, because again, 24 hours in a day, what are you choosing to do with those 24 hours? Um, and then just being, like I said before, open-minded to trying something new. Before, I was just that girl that wouldn't have been. I would have been like, no, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not comfortable trying something new. So just having an open mind and realizing that, um, you know, this really could be the change for you and the change for so many other people. But if you're not willing to to take that step, think about all those other people that you you might not be helping too. And I always think of that. If I didn't say yes, think about all the other people that wouldn't even have had this opportunity. If Tori didn't say yes, none of us would be here that are in this group. Like that's wild to think about, right? This group has a lot of people in it. If she didn't say yes, none of us would be here. So just being open-minded and trying new things. So crazy how one decision, one decision can change everything. So those of you guys taking notes, time blocking, uh, being organized, habit stacking, and open-minded. And I love that you brought that up with a plan because I feel like I do a lot of coach calls and on those calls it comes up and people say, well, I do the business, but they think, oh, listening to a podcast is doing the business or scrolling on Facebook and engaging. And it's like, you have to go into the day with a plan. I go into every day with what I plan to accomplish that day. And I even know when I'm going to do it. And it sounds like you do the same. So that is a clue uh, that will lead you to success. So I know we all have hard days. What keeps you going on? So um, I know we talked about my why and I know that your why can always change and evolve, but mine really hasn't. My why has always been Landry since I started this business. Matt isn't in here, so I don't have to say that it's also him, even though like love him to death, it's him too, but he's a grown man. Like, you know, he can take care of himself. Landry is, he's like my everything. And I know, you know, we all have 
those people in our lives that we would do anything for and, and he's that for me um and you know growing up um I didn't have like I my my dad and I are extremely close um and my my mom absolutely love her as well and I just want to be now that parent that you know he is just so proud of and I want him to know that he can do anything that he sets his mind to as well because you know there it's it's a tough world we live in these days we were just at a birthday party today with him and he's a little more shy and a little more introverted than some of the other kids and um, you know, I just said, like, get in there, like, get in there and kick the ball too. And he got his butt in there and he left that party, like holding his head high. He was so excited to tell his dad when, when Matt got home from work, like, I played ball with the boys. Like I kicked ball with the boys. He loved that. So again, it's just, um, I think having a really clear and definitive why sometimes I'll get on calls with people and I'll be like, okay, so like, why are, are you doing this? Like what excites you? What fuels your your soul and like why did you initially do this and people really sometimes don't know and I think that's such a huge missing piece I also wasn't someone that um took their definite main purpose statement very seriously when I first started I don't even think I had one honestly for probably a year and a half and now um having that and saying that and speaking like all those things have already happened I think was huge too because Again, um, you know, I every day told myself that, um, like, I, I was going to be a team lead. But when I wasn't going to, I would say, like, I am a team lead. I have helped all these people. Um, my son is so courageous, and he is, you know, a go-getter, which, again, he wasn't when he was little. He was very timid. And now all those things are coming to fruition. So I just think that the most important thing is having that definitive why because those days where you want to give up if you can really focus on that why and you can say that definite main purpose statement it just reminds you of why you're doing this because what is the saying if you you won't quit on what is that saying that the, you won't quit on your um if you don't quit on your worst day obviously like you'll never quit on your best day right and i'm just not a quitter i honestly i am not a quitter i've always said that eileen always says the only way you can fail in this business is, is if you quit um and there have there been days where i've wanted to yes but that's every job i always tell my husband that there's everything that we can do in life there's going to be days where you don't want to do it anymore but i have to outweigh you know the the cons and the pros and there are a gazillion more pros about what we do than there are cons so you will never not see me doing this business i'll tell you that never yeah they always say never quit on a hard day yes and, yes uh, what and one of the biggest gifts you can give and that's why i love it because your why is so deep with your son one of the, the greatest gifts you can give a child is going after your dreams because it gives them permission to do it too. So uh, he is going to look at you and I know he's already so proud of you, but he will be able to thank you someday for all of that. And so I want to hear about a struggle because we all learn from the struggles and those low points, even though it's like, we're in it, why is this happening to me? And we know it's actually happening for us. And when you make it to the top and you look back, that's usually where all of the growth takes place. So if you could give us a story of a struggle and how you got through it. So that one's very easy for me. Um, so in, like I won't lie, at the beginning of my journey um, with New Skin, it was just uphill. Like I was very blessed and um, I didn't 
where like I'm not saying like oh, poor me like it, I feel like if I would have experienced maybe some tougher stuff out the gates then it would have prepared me more when you know this um, this tough time did happen so in 2021 I did hit qualifying team elite and I'm not gonna lie I did not feel worthy of it in that moment and I think that's why I did not finish qualification that year I kept thinking to myself like you know, I think there was 11 of us that all were in qualification and I looked at those other people and I went instantly into comparison mode. I was like, no, no, no. I don't, like, I do not deserve to sit at a table with these incredible women. Um, and I like already set myself up in my head that it wasn't going to happen because I didn't feel worthy enough of it at that point. And I think it's because like hearing all their stories and hearing the, the struggle that they went through, some of them to get there. And I was just like, any of this like I don't think I really I, I don't really deserve this um and that year I think I hit four of the six months and we know you need six months out of 12 month calendar year and I am the type of the type of person even again that playing sports I would have rather lost like a, a baseball game by 10 runs than lost by one run that's just me. It's like, well, like it was, you know, we were blown out of the water. It wasn't close. I, I wouldn't lose sleep at night, but it like crushed me that I was that close looking back at it, um, you know, for six months. And then, you know, when I did see all the other people hitting it, I, it just validated all those things that I kept telling myself, see, you weren't worthy of it. You weren't worthy of it. Um, but I really had to, this is when I had to lean into Tori. I had to lean into my mentors and figure out like, why didn't I hit it? Like, what was it that I wasn't doing um, that led to that? And it really was that, well, for me, I was very resistant to things like the phone and getting on the phone with my team. And it was that that missing connection piece on my team. Because when you hit Team Elite, it is not a you thing, it's a we thing. Team Elite is, like, you are a Team Elite organization. You cannot hit Team Elite on your own, right? We can. We can have crazy GSVs and huge sales and this and that, but if you're wanting to grow your business, you have to grow it by helping other people. So I really had to shift it from like, this isn't a me thing. It's not that I didn't hit Team Elite. I didn't help my entire organization hit Team Elite. And in order for me to hit that, I have to help them hit their goals. So when you make it about them instead of yourself, that's where things start to shift and change. So I made a commitment to myself in 2022. I was going to get on the phone more. I was going to invest in their goals. I was going to ask them what they wanted and what their vision was and how I could help them achieve it. Um, and when I did that, that's when everything changed. And, um, well, I don't know if I should say the next part yet, but um, yeah, that was my that was my tough struggle was was not hitting it, and that was my first. I mean, that was my first big letdown, and that's like the biggest letdown you can get is right is qualifying for the top and not hitting it. So for that to be like my first big letdown, it was it was soul crushing for me for sure. Yeah, and there's a couple of really good points you brought up. One, comparison. Comparison is always the thief of joy. It will tear you down. You are, you, God made you the way you are, and you are you, and you gotta go. But what happens is when we start looking around and that, that unworthiness, the stories in your head start coming in. Um, the not feeling worthy, that's why mindset is so, so important. And I know that was a big switch for you and something that you started doing. You're like, okay. I have to figure out, 
the more you help others, the more success you'll have. And in this business, that is one of the hardest things for people to grasp. They think, the harder I work, the harder I do, the harder I do this, I'll get there. Is it hard work? Yes. But if you're not helping other people achieve their goals, you're not going to hit yours either. So I think that's really, really powerful. And so let's do the flip side. Uh, tell us about a time you hit something really big and how you celebrated. So that was the following year. Um, you know, I did have that feeling kind of a PTSD when I did hit qualifying team lead again. So I thought like, oh boy, here we go. And it was in the exact same month that I qualified from the previous year when I started my qualification. And I was like, oh boy. And I was like, no, we're not going down this road again. We're doing the damn thing this time. We actually call our team, team do the damn thing. So I was like, no, I'm doing the damn thing. And I am going to focus on the things that I didn't focus on last time, AKA, who on my team is running with me, who has goals, who wants to achieve those goals, and how can I help them achieve those goals? So the phone became a lot more existent in my business in 2022. Um, and like I said, we did the damn thing. And I think it was, it was still in the summer because I had taken Landry to my dad's. We went to like the beach that weekend. And, um, when we were driving home, I remember I hadn't like, I hadn't looked at my app. I looked at the app, you know, when we were leaving my dad's and it hadn't happened yet. And then I got home and a bunch of the gals from my team were in the backyard. I had no idea. And they had decorated and they had a cake and they had champagne and actually a picture of me. And it's funny because Tori made me take this picture a year before. Um, in Utah at the big um, team elite thing. And I was like, no, this is weird because the only people that are team elite that take pictures here. And she was like, no, you're going to take a picture here because you're going to have it for when you hit team elite. And I remember feeling so awkward taking that picture, but now it's blown up and it's still in the garage. And I still look at it every time I go out there. Um, and yeah, we celebrated and we had so much fun. And again, it was just amazing because it wasn't like, Danny hit team lead, we hit team lead, like everyone that was here and then people zoomed in and it was just celebrating all of us, celebrating us as a collective unit, which I absolutely just loved. So powerful. And I remember the moment when you took that picture too. So, uh, okay, tell us about people. Like, what do you do? What do you do your team now? If you could just give us a quick tip on that. So honestly, like I, I can say this till I'm blue in the face, but just sticking with our simple system of what works. Um, there's, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, I remember, you know, when I started, I was just like looking to my mentors and my uplines who had had success before me. And I just wanted to know like, what did you do to have that success? I, I don't need to, to reinvent a wheel when what you guys are doing is working. So um, just really, again, leaning in to your mentors um, and also realizing, and this was something that was big for me at the beginning, I always felt like I was quote unquote bugging people by sharing the opportunity with them. I felt like, you know, we say the ick or whatever. Um, and I would feel that. I would be like, oh, I just don't want to bug people. I don't want to bug people. Now I am of the mindset of like, it's my responsibility to share this with other people because 
there are so many people that are struggling in silence. And that was me. I wasn't posting on Facebook how bad we were struggling. I wasn't posting on Facebook that I was making no money and that we had to put our house up for sale because I was the loser that was too scared to just put up a free post about lightning toothpaste that I was loving. Like, I'm not posting that stuff. People thought, looking from the outside, that we had it all together, and we did not. So for me now, I'm just of the mindset of, like, I'm not telling someone's story for them. I will share this free opportunity with anyone and everyone. I do not care if you are a millionaire, if you're going on trips every other week, I don't care. Like, I will share it with you because I'm not, how am I bugging someone by offering them a free opportunity to make money from their phone? That, that is not bugging someone. I'm giving them my time to actually help them change their life and make more money from their phone. So I think really flipping that mindset, and I, I still hear it all the time, like, Billy, just don't want to bug anyone. You're not bugging them. Like, you're literally giving them a chance to better their lives and their family's lives forever. So just please come from, like, that mindset of that servant leadership of just you're helping people. You are not bugging anyone. You are you are giving them a chance of a lifetime. It truly is flipping the mindset of you can help them versus I need. And often people don't recruit or don't share the business because they're thinking of all their own fears and they're thinking how badly they want to build a team and their goals. But when you truly flip it and you realize, oh, there's so many people out there that are struggling to get groceries, that are struggling to pay for daycare, are struggling to pay for their mortgage, uh, it, it is an incredible opportunity that we have. And so with that, I would also want to know, what about sales tips? Because we're in a business where we sell and what kinds of tips do you, do you have like a top tip that you use for sales? So I truly think like being a product of the product. So I don't think that you have to have used everything when you start because I, I didn't. I had used, I think, the toothpaste and I think I had used um, the tanner because I had had like a wedding or something like that. But what I um, really tried to do myself was as I was, you know, sharing and promoting the toothpaste that I was loving and sharing and promoting the tanner, every time I would order something, so I maybe order that bulk of toothpaste, I would always add in one more product that I was personally interested in trying so I could have my own testimonial with it. I could have my own before and after pictures with it. Um, so like, for example, I knew the mud mask was going to be something I loved. So when I ordered my, my first tanner bundle, I also threw in a mud mask and then I made like my husband do it with me. We would do them, you know, a few times a week. I would post about it. But I think people seeing you actually using and loving things, um, that's what's going to seal the deal. Because I always say they're not buying just like products from us. They, they're buying us. So also making sure that people know who you are. Um, again, I was never someone that really showed much about my life on social media. I would kind of just go on to to scroll and see what people were doing, maybe post a picture here and there. Um, but now, like, in my VIP group, I'm constantly still posting stuff about just my everyday life. And, you know, I'll go to the grocery store and people will be like, oh, my gosh, Landry. And I'm like, no idea who that is. But, like, they know, like, my child. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I love how much he loves swimming and this and that. And I'm thinking, oh, she's in my VIP group for sure. And, you know, they're watching. Even if you don't think people are watching, they are. But until they feel that level of trust and comfort with you, they're not going to be comfortable spending money on products they've never tried. So I'm very all about people, like, coming 
honestly into my home with me. Like, I don't care. You, you go look at my stories today. I was a hot mess. And I joked about myself. I said a few years ago, I would never have shown people my face like this today, but people want real people want to know that you are not this like fairy tale, um, you know, person that they can never live up to. They want to know you on your bad days too. And on your crazy days. And they want to know, well, she can do this with all that going on and still be successful in this business, I can do it too. So just being relatable, I think is huge. Um, but again, being a product of the product, you have to hone in on the things you love. I mean, there are products that don't say typically work for my skin. Maybe something does make me break out a certain line. Is not for me? I don't promote those products because that's not what I'm passionate about. You have to, you have to be sharing and promoting the things that you're truly loving and passionate about because people can feel that from you. People know if you are, you know, if you're faking it, they can tell. Yeah, and they always buy from people they like, know, and trust, which is why it's so important to put your everyday life out there and who you are and what you're doing. And so one final question, and I love to ask you this question, <laughs> because I know how much resistance was around it in the beginning, and you, like I said, have become the butterfly. Uh, tell us your favorite book and why it's your favorite book. Okay, so I actually thought about this one because at the beginning, I did listen to all, you know, like the ones when people first come into the business, you're like, what should I start with? And they do like, you know, the fear is my homeboy and girl wash your face, like those kind of ones. Um, but the one that actually stood out, and it's funny because, you know, Tori would say like, okay, we're all reading this one and this one. I am not a physical like reader, okay? So I cannot just sit with a book and read. I, I can read the words very fast, but I'm not processing what I'm reading. And then I have to go back and like read all the pages again. And I'm like, well, this was just a, a waste of time. So Audible is my best friend. I like, I have a subscription to Audible. Um, and, but then Audible, you know, you can get some of those books where you're struggling to listen to the, the narrator that's reading it to you. So some of them are like, oh boy, I don't know if I can get through this either. I message Tori like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. But there is the, the one that I've listened to it multiple times. I actually listened to it on the way to Hawaii because um, it was a long, long flight. And it's GoPro um, by Eric. How do you say his last name? War, Wari, whatever. Yes. Um, I feel like I loved that one so much because I honestly felt like he was talking to what, like to us. Like I, I felt like he was legit in my business. Like he knew who I was. He knew my struggles. He had been through everything. And again, he was relatable. I felt like it was something that I could truly resonate with. And, um, he sealed me in chapter two because in chapter two, he just blatantly calls you out. He says in network marketing, you are either, um, a poser an amateur or a pro and he describes a poser as someone who basically just feels like they're gonna like buy a lottery ticket and be a millionaire they're just gonna have their lives changed by one stroke of luck right I truly was never that I was never a poser I was an amateur for a very very long time I still some days feel like I have a little bit of you know that amateur um, aspect to me but he said an amateur and he said the same thing with him he was an amateur um, it's basically like you just want that like one person to come into your business and you think they're going to change everything. Like one person is going to make or break it all. And you guys, I had that one person. I had a gal on my team that she would have been a team lead before me, hands down. She was incredible. She is incredible. Um, she, she just, 
anything she did, like people just were drawn to her. And um, I put all my eggs in her basket. I was like, she's she's my golden ticket. She's going to seal the deal and I'm going to, you know, crush this business because of her. And then one day she just up and didn't want to do this anymore. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, again, because I put all my eggs in that basket, I thought I was done. I literally thought my business was over because one person decided that they didn't want to do this anymore. It wasn't for them. It wasn't the right fit, this and that. So that right there, I, I was hooked on that book. I had to keep listening. And then he explains, you know, what a pro is. It's just being a, it basically everything that I've said that I've had to learn to do in this business, the time blocking, the habit stacking, it's all those characteristics just brought into one makes you that pro. Um, but again, the books for me, like if you're not a huge reader too, I, I highly suggest trying to find a podcast that you do love because um, I talk about him all the time. My husband got me hooked on him. Rob Dial, the mindset mentor. I am obsessed with that man. He is so good. Um, even if Freezy, if you're watching this right now, she is like the one with me. We were cracking up the other day because she's sending me his his one thing. She's like, oh my God, you've got to watch this. Like, you just can't get enough. And she's like, this is so weird. Like, we're just messaging each other podcast recommendations. I'm like, I know, but he's that good. Um, so I'm telling you, he's incredible. Every single day, I listen to whatever he's put out there and always, always something speaks to me. So that would be definitely my favorite podcast though. And I'm still more of a podcast gal than I am a book gal, I won't lie. Yeah, that's a great one. He's on a lot of runs with me. When I'm running, he's, I'm listening yeah. to him, I'm like, I can do this, I can go. So there's so <laughs> many great podcasts, so many great books. And same thing, that's how I actually, I, I'm such a busybody that I feel like I can't sit to read a book. It's great to do that. But I have found that whether I'm working out, whether I'm doing tasks, I always have books going. And so I'm always taking it in. So initially when I got the Audible app, the reason I got it way back when was, okay, this is my commitment. I have an app now and I have a subscription where it goes through every month. So I get a free book. I have to get that free book. It's going to hold me accountable. So again, your mind can play little tricks. And that was like my little trick of, okay, well, I know at least I'm going to get one book a month because I get it free. I, I was part of my Audible app. I've got to do it. And so whatever it is to get you going, and then all of a sudden you're going to, you know, get into the group. And GoPro is an amazing book. I always tell anybody who's in network marketing, you want to grab that book. That is a classic. There's so many great things. And even hearing you talking about it makes me want to go reread it again. So I want to say a huge thank you, Danny. We all love you. You've had huge success up there in Canada. Your team is killing it. And I can't wait to see you here in a couple of weeks. So thank you. Yay. Thank you. And there you have it, the amazing Danny Pine. There were so many nuggets of wisdom there, so I hope you guys took amazing notes. Go ahead, take a look over them. I know I got so much from that interview. With that, you guys, have an amazing week. We'll see you all back next week.